And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a talented comedian and star of the upcoming film Meet the Mormons 2, The Mormoning. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a man who was once a proud, self-respecting Midwesterner, but moved to Los Angeles and now just works to support his true passion, making silly faces on Snapchat. It's a hashtag Al. And he's a writer-producer who has an incredible talent for sizing a person up after meeting them. He does this through intuition and rummaging through their trash. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to show us how to make underwear suspenders. I'm her husband, Daniel, and even though she's doing all the hard work with this pregnancy, I'm supporting her by shutting down my emotional life and secretly recalibrating the bathroom scale. Saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little strombolis. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hello, and welcome back, Jenna Kim Jones. Hey, thank you. Hi, the hashtag Albert. Hello. <laughs> That's just a little little uh, reference to last week. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. You look like you got it all going on th- this week. We have life by the balls here, and we have it all figured out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's just true. In fact, speaking of, we have uh, we have more than one advice question tonight, oh and it's God. challenging. And I was reading the advice as it was the questions as they were coming in, and I was thinking, you know, I don't know what exactly what my answer is. However, I feel more confident, sort of crowdsourcing it with this crowd right here. And speaking of this crowd right here, we some version of us will be at the LA. Podfest, which is September 23rd through 25th. I'm not sure yet which day I'll be doing the podcast. Um, however, if you can't make it out to LA Podfest, you can buy a ticket to the live stream uh, and you can get all your tickets, whether to go there in person or live stream at LAPodfest.com. And there's a special promotional code you can enter for a discount. And that code is ROSEN. So when you go to LAPodfest.com, the website, um, go to where you buy the tickets and then Look for where it says enter promotional code in blue. It's right above the order now button. And then you enter Rosen right there. Okay. Also, I would, I'm just getting the business out of the way first Do so it. that we can get to the party right away. And awesome. oh, what a party. Uh, also, I'd like to thank you guys for your Amazon support. Thank you so much. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, they have everything. Click through the banner on my website, allisonrosen.com. doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. And also, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, allisonrosen.com. Com is where you go for things other than subscribing to the podcast through <laughs> iTunes. You, for that, you would want to go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, so lots of stuff to get to. I had a bit of a crisis at Designer Shoe Warehouse earlier, which I need to get into. Oh, my God. <laughs> DS-dub? DS-dub. Is that what it stands for? Yes. In fact, no I, way. I, in my head, for a little while, a week or two, thought it was Dollar Shoe Warehouse, but oh. then I remembered via Google that it was Designer Shoe Warehouse. That is what it stands for. Um, And we can get into my choice of shopping for shoes there as well as the crisis. I know that because I'm so hip. 
I mean, I was out this weekend at the Pokemon store with all the other people doing cool things. <laughs> so I'm just hip like that. Is there really a Pokemon store? <laughs> no, I was pretending I know it. Oh, Pokemon okay. Thing. But I, I got, um, <laughs> I got convinced by your hipness. Yeah. They're probably. I mean, it seems like there should That's be a Pokemon thing. store. I think the Pokemon game turns everything into a Pokemon store. Right? That's true. You know that you- is. As of this recording, still none of us are playing the Pokemon game. Right? I played it. I've sort of. I played it. You did for like a total of three minutes. And I still have the app on my phone. I did catch a Pokemon. It was in my mom's cul-de-sac. Oh my god! So that was pretty exciting. And then I tried to sign on when I went on a hike with my mom and didn't get any service. So that was the last time I attempted. Yeah. yeah. Are there any in your house, or are they all outside? I don't know. Actually, I have I no idea. That. Oh, because I played it a little bit. <gasps> Why are you holding out on us? Don't you think the times that I asked have you played it would have been the time to admit that? I did. You just didn't hear me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's nothing you, he isn't used to. <laughs> <laughs> when you first start, they give you like a Pokemon that's close by, so you can go. Oh, there it is, and you catch it. But for the most part. Uh, they, they make you leave the house. They go, go get them. So you have to go walk around. And so when did you do this? Uh, last week, I just wanted to to see what it was all about. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I, it, it's the kind of thing though that requires so much attention that I don't. And I could not log in. I'd like for the last two or three days, it's just like it just kept failing. I don't know. It just it was like I couldn't connect to the server, and finally I just gave up. Oh yeah. fuck it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get into it um, when everyone else is over. I'm, it. I'm very, I'm very next into, year, 2017. Yeah. I'm very yeah. into augmented reality. Like I think that that is the future of technology. So I'm, I'm fascinated by that aspect of it. But the, the game, I don't, I don't really get the game. It, yet. I think. Yeah. Do you have to understand Pokemon, the actual game? Because I, so. I don't get it at all. I'm like, I have no history. Do with Pokemon, you? You catch so. them and then they battle. I think you catch them. And then you train them, and then they oh, grow, and they level it. up, and then you battle them, I think. And then it's they're like, like a yeah, way right. more super intense like Daenerys Tamagotchi. Pet. But I think that Dragons. it's like a collectible thing, so there's like super rare ones, and you can, and then people like will crowdsource where those are, and like a super rare one, one like appeared on the um, Santa Monica Pier, and like 200 people just swarmed to the pier with their devices trying to catch it. Okay, I'm already over it. Yeah. Greg, (laughs) before the show started, you said that you had gone eight days without sugar. That's correct, yes. And I want to know why, and I still want to know. Remember, I'm someone who went from June to December of last year without sugar. Well, I still eat... Isn't honey sugar? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had honey every day. Okay, so you're just not having, like, <laughs> like refined white sugar? Yeah, yeah, I haven't had any. Yeah, because I have, like, real self-control issues with candy. And when I'm working a job, I just wrapped a job a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Every day at lunch, I eat lunch, and then I eat, like, 13 Nutter Butters or whatever. Yeah. So I just wanted to do it as, like... I do things sometimes to test if I can have any self-control. Mm-hmm. Like quitting alcohol? No, but that one, I know I can't do that one. So I do other ones because that one I can't do. I see. I've tried that one sometimes and I don't get that far. But I don't have... There's alcohol. a word for that. No, I don't have you that. Think? I have like... I have like a... Eh, habitual is also implies that you're addicted to it. I have like situational Extreme alcoholism. fondness. Yeah. But the problem is I love the situation. Right. What so, is that situation? Night? Yeah, I like to sit in the yard when the sun sets and have a bottle of whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And also on the weekends, I like to do that. I like men who look <laughs> young and are hairless and nubile. Oh. Just nubile is the best word. <laughs> that was such a bold revelation. Greg. It really was. Thank you. That's what the show is about. You let it out. Um, you do feel better when you don't eat sugar. Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel, I feel different. Yeah. You feel better. You have more energy and you, like, true. you feel better. Are you craving it at all? The first, it's just like it's just like I had heard the first couple of days you crave it because as soon as I eat I crave candy immediately mm-hmm. immediately and then afterwards I stop thinking about it it turns out too if you go buy like chocolate that's just a hundred percent real chocolate that doesn't have any like added sugar or whatever it kind of scratches the same itch hmm. you know what I'm talking about like super dark chocolate yeah like super dark chocolate Hi, um, ca- what cacao? Cacao. I, I don't get out of bed for less than seventy percent cacao and. Um, so I've been eating that and then like I have honey in the morning, but I don't eat any like candy or refined sugar for eight days. Hmm. Well, as someone who truly gave up all carbs, all sugar, I look down my nose at you. Well, you should, but it's really like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to do this for like another couple of days or whatever. Mm. I just want to see if I can. Well, the real question is there's some snack chat items for later in the show on the table. What's going to happen with Greg Heller and the I snack chat? I, I'm going to wait until they're described. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that is to come later. Um, also, we had a pretty intense conversation about chonies on the last episode and we did not know how to spell it. But what we did determine is that it's probably either I-S or E-S. And then accidentally when I titled the show, I did I-E-S. So my apologies. I misspelled chonies. But more than one person wrote in to say it comes from calzones, which is underwear, underwear. in Spanish. Yes. Um, but then I was looking it up. and I, I Calcetines, right? Same thing. Calzoncios. Yeah. Calzoncios is what I saw. Isn't it calcetinas? Does that mean socks? That means underwear, doesn't it? Or Everyone's looking at Al. Does Al yeah. know? Let's find out. Hang on. <laughs> Let's find out if I know. We'd like to know. What does Al know? I'm a kid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Al knows. C. <laughs> Gracias, Al. You know or see Greg's right? See Greg is right. About what was it exactly? Calcetines. Yeah. Okay. So I saw the word calzoncios. Is that anything? I don't... That would mean little underwear, I guess, in in that form of Spanish, and which I think is probably colloquial for like... I think this Mexican. was like... It was the kind of thing where... Do you ever get stuck in one of these online cul-de-sacs? I think it was on like Yahoo Answers. And I'm like, this is not where anyone's going to get information. Oh. Calzetines <laughs> is socks. Socks. Oh. Yeah, so I was wrong. Will you look up calzoncios? C-I-L-L-O-S. Has anyone ever gotten an, a question answered on Yahoo Answers? <laughs> Yahoo Answers, like you, you Google it, and then you see that someone has asked the question. Right. And, and then, then you go, and you go oh, I'm going to go check this out. And then there are six answers. And they're one, all so scary. They're all terrible or scary. And even the one that's, this is chosen by 96% of the people is being correct. And then it's wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So calzoncillos or calzoncillos, as I would say it, is underpants. Oh, so Yahoo Answers was actually correct in this case. All right. Well, now we know that's where Chonies comes from, apparently. And I misspelled it. I'm How did you sorry. spell it? C-H-O-N-I-E-S, like ponies. But that, I think CH. that's what it was online when we looked it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So I, it, there's yeah. some disagreement then online some about how that's supposed to be. I, I would have just said uh, 
ropa interior, which means like underclothing. underwear, yeah, yeah. inside clothes. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know these specific words, but Spanish is weird everywhere. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, now mm. we know. Mm. All right. So my crisis at designer shoe warehouse. <laughs> um. Okay. So I needed some new tennis shoes. Growing up, my mom called them sneakers. In Orange County, no one called them sneakers. Sneakers was a lame word. I began calling them tennis shoes. However, I feel like that's sort of a regional thing. Do you call them sneakers or tennis shoes? Sneakers all the way. Okay. Yeah. Sneakers. Gym shoes. Ooh, gym, gym shoes? Gym shoes. What? Yeah. Is that a Midwestern thing? I don't know. It depends. There's oh. like an East Coast, a Midwestern, think, or a West Coast. I think it has to be. In, in your, where you grew up, uh, a big part of reset or um, a PE class was probably in the gym, right? Yeah, well, and we because it's so cold, it's, and it's a lot in Illinois that you have to have uh, PE every day. Yeah, so like where I grew up, you almost never were in a gym. Mm-hmm. In fact, I can't even remember ever being in a gym except in high school for a little bit. So, oh yeah, I guess. so Maybe. it was all outside. Yeah, so you wouldn't call them gym shoes because you were never in a gym. But once again, it was like gym class shoes. Yeah, we didn't even well, call it, it that though. But what the, okay. they call them gym shoes because if you wear the wrong type, you scuff the floor. Oh. And you'd always, they would always yell at you and be like, "If you, you if you have like a big black mark, you have to if go you back wear and your scrub black it out." Dress shoes, yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> people wear the wrong type of like shoes, like boat shoes. If yeah. you wear boat shoes on yes. the boat, yep. you know that shoemaker Jimmy Choo. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you this? No. I thought when people talked about those that they were saying that they're <laughs> going to get Jimmy shoes. <laughs> And I was always like, God, people really want these Jimmy shoes. And then one day I was with my wife and I, we were at a store and I was like, oh, Jimmy Choo's. It's a dude, Jimmy Choo. That's my, sh- that's my shoe store. It does. <laughs> thank you for sharing that one. But it does sound like Great someone story. mispronouncing shoe. I never yeah. really thought about that. So yeah. wait, did you call them sneakers or tennis shoes growing up? Or I gym grew, shoes? When I was a kid, I called them tennis shoes. And then when I got older and I got into shoes, right. I started calling them sneakers. When you became a sneakerhead? I was never a full sneakerhead, but I had a... Minor Adidas shell toe fetish that lasted like ten years, mm. but that does that does suggest <laughs> it's an Orange County thing that we call them tennis shoes. Perhaps Jeff, I'm just going to guess sneakers for you. Sneakers, but I, I definitely heard tennis shoes, but I feel like it's not a regional thing, but it's a a time era thing. Oh, I think maybe it was tennis shoes yes. before sneakers were a thing. Didn't you ever have actual tennis shoes? I did. Me too. But they were called the same thing as my tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so anyway, and by the way, the the attitude of my former boss was going through my head with this like, oh, do I not even have enough self-esteem to pay full price for tennis shoes slash sneakers? And then I thought, you know what, though? I like design. First of all, I don't like shopping in general, but I began going to Designer Shoe Warehouse, who is not a sponsor, by the way, um, even though I'm mentioning their name, in New York. And I just, they usually have a good selection and it's like you can get a lot of different kinds of shoes there and it's a pretty easy place to go. So I'm into it. Except today they had a very small selection, so I was not into it. But anyway, it's, but it's a like, warehouse. Yeah, they have to have tons of them. How do they fill they, the whole warehouse? It's, it's a warehouse in quotes. It's mm. not like a Costco type. There aren't forklifts. Should be. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the the Ross of sneaker shops. Mm. Shoe but it, I would it's say nicer, it's a step up. Yeah, definitely. it's not. This is not pay less. Ross is dress for less. We yeah, yeah. TJ Maxx stress maybe. Dress for, for less. No, I feel like it's even nicer. Than it's t- nice. I mean, yeah, it, they're not that. The shoes aren't that cheap. Like Old Navy, maybe. No, totally different. Uh, An Ann Taylor Loft. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad dang I can it, help. Dang with that. Dang. There you go. <laughs> so I was there. Now here's the deal. 
I'm at the point in my pregnancy where my clothes are no longer fitting comfortably. And I walk around most days going, I'm fat. And then people around me are like, you're not fat, you're pregnant. I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I, and I recognize that, like, I know that I am pregnant. However, looking in the mirror, watching the number climb on the scale, um, and my clothes not fitting it, my brain is, it just feels the same as being fat. So, um, I didn't mean to go that far into that, but that's just something going on at the same time. I realize how lucky I am to be pregnant. So I'm happy about that. I also feel like a cow. So anyway, um, clothes are not quite fitting comfortably. So most of the days I walk around wearing my favorite pair of sweatpants, which are not my newest pair of sweatpants. They're just the ones that I feel are the most flattering. However, today I realized that was no longer the case. But in general, I think of them as the most flattering, just the way they're cut. Because if you're someone who is not tiny on the... Actually, if you're like bottom heavy is what I mean to say. I feel like sweatpants can be a real mixed bag because you can get something that like cinches around your waist and then puffs out and then suddenly it's just like bottom heavy wrapped in mountains of fleece, which is not a good look. And by the way, steer clear of sweatpants with pockets because that does no one any favor. So much trouble. So I hear you on that one. My favorite pair of sweatpants were black and I had them in New York. They were made by Reebok and I loved them. And then they became too threadbare and I found another pair at Dick's Sporting Goods, which is, that is kind of like the Ross dress for less of sporting goods stores. But they were the same cut. They're gray with a pinkish red stripe down the side which is a little much for me but still i like them what's wrong with pockets and sweatpants they just make you they look flare fat. they more, look crazy they just add yeah. they add heft they add size they add girth noted <laughs> <laughs> so since my jeans are no longer super comfy I've been wearing this pair of sweatpants. And by the way, these sweatpants aren't even that comfy anymore. The other day, Daniel and I were talking in the kitchen. I was wearing aforementioned sweatpants and a t-shirt. And I said, hang on, I got to get more comfortable. (laughs) And he's like, wait a minute. How can you get more comfortable? And I explained, I can take my underwear off, change into pajama bottoms and a bigger t-shirt. Allison will always find a way to get more comfortable. (laughs) That I've learned. Yeah. There's always more. So these sweat... comes back wrapped in a shower curtain. Yeah. That's next. A tarp. So for the most part, when we leave the house, I've just been wearing these sweatpants and a t-shirt and like a cardigan and thinking, I know I don't look great, but people wear yoga pants out. So what's it, you know, it's not that big a deal. It's not that bad. Um, With this awareness that like, I kind of can't believe I'm dressing like this in public, but also who cares? I'm just going to the grocery store or going to buy shoes came face to face with a gigantic full-length mirror and a lot of light. And I was like, oh, my God. First of all, the sweatpants are really showing, like, the 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 round tops of my thighs and where they meet and my crotch. I'm not saying it's tight. There was not a camel toe happening. But I'm just saying they no longer fit. They no longer gracefully skate over my curves. They're st- fabric is stuck in my curves. They're very specifically defining every curve. Camel toe city population me. <laughs> yes. So that's first of all. Second of all, I didn't realize, although it makes sense given that these are really old sweatpants that I washed 600 times, but they are so old looking like faded daniel's nodding yes. i know you try i know you tried to convince i've been me. trying to nudge you in the direction of new sweats for a while. <laughs> there's no way to do it no, no i know way. so um 
<laughs> they are really worn, really faded, like pilled up, like white fabric pills. All I just I look like a fucking home. Excuse my language. Yeah. Homeless person. Well, I no, look homeless. You That's, don't. Yes, I do. No, 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 no. It looks like you had a nice pair of sweats. You gave them to a homeless years. person to wear for five years, <laughs> and then they were like, "I'm done with them." And you're like, "There's still life in these things yet." Uh, and and then you started wearing them again. <laughs> Yes, that's what I realized. <laughs> and also, like, I hadn't straightened my hair. I had no makeup on. I have a zip forming, so I had clear and I thought I had wiped off the white residue. <laughs> and my, and also, the, I think the another rude awakening was like, holy shit, my face looks huge to me. So it was just, I'm like a homeless, crusty, white clear covered, mm-hmm. chunky, Keep going. The drop is getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff already has the question for next week. (laughs) So that was somewhat horrifying. Oh, and also there was this group of teenagers standing right in front of the tennis shoes, Uh, athletic shoes, sneakers that I wanted to look at. And they were laughing. And I knew intellectually that they weren't laughing at me i knew what they were they were laughing at how much they hate western boots and then one of them was pulling the boot onto the end of her foot and then holding her leg up and they were laughing about how how much it looked like her foot was broken because it was dangling in this Mm -hmm. weird way and they thought that's not funny isn't it they had a a really sophisticated sense of humor yeah (laughs) so i heard this whole conversation but as much as I knew that, I couldn't help emotionally, physically feeling like they were laughing at me. It's funny how that stays with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I need to get new clothes. <laughs> That's kind of the upshot of this. Like I can no, I can no longer walk around in those sweats. I can't do it anymore. Um, actually, this is a two-part problem. I went to get a pedicure. I don't know how long ago, and I wore these sweats to the pedicure because I'm like, "That's a real relaxed place." And I folded up the pant leg, you know, to like, so that they had access to my calf Mm -hmm. because they want access to that. And I folded it up. And as I folded it up, I was like, the underside of the fabric was just so filthy. It wasn't filthy. It was, again, covered in like pilled up, just (laughs) this white dots. And I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And yet you do. Okay. You fold them up, tuck them away, get your pregnancy clothes. And then in like a year from now, you'll pull them out and be like, hello, old friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready for you again. Well, <laughs> if they're still there. The black ones that I mentioned them. that I no longer wear that I replaced with these, I pulled yeah. those out today. <laughs> I didn't actually put them on, though, because they're, they're so faded. They're like reddish brown. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm fascinated by the fact that you still use Clearasil. I thought that was like, I thought you threw that away when you turned like 19. Nope. What do you I don't do? mean because you like because it's weird that you would get a zit. I just mm-hmm. thought Clearasil was like specifically made for a teenage face. Oh, it might be, but it works on this adult face. I did not know that. What do you do if you do you not get the occasional zit? I don't. I probably get like I. I'm sure I get zits, but I would never like think to do anything about it except yeah. for pop it and be excited. <laughs> but I would never be like I. And I'm not saying this like that it's right or wrong, but I. I wouldn't look at my face and be like, "Fuck, I have a zit. I can't like go to the store or whatever." Hmm. I don't think about it that way. I all, uh, eh, well, my wife thinks about it that way sometimes. Yes, I wonder what she uses on her zit. She probably doesn't use clear cell because clear cell can be quite harsh. I guarantee you she uses something made by Dr. Paula. 
She mm. has a wonderful website. Yeah. But hey, if you guys are going to buy Clear Cell, click the Amazon banner. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I guess it's time to just do maternity clothes. Jenna, I know that that's you. You shop for maternity clothes around. Your, Same time. Yeah. Yeah. Right around where you are. And I was totally resistant. I did not want to do it. I was totally depressed. My jeans were so tight. Okay. okay. One more thing. Yeah. They're not, here's the part that makes me go, oh, you're just fat to myself. They're not just tight where they button, which by the way, the button is being held together with a rubber band right now. They're tight. They're like in the thighs and the Your body is like completely shifting. Okay. It's so annoying. (laughs) I am just feeling it all for you. But my mother-in-law forced me to go to the maternity store with her. That's true. Forced me to go in. Everyone there is so nice okay good because I'm afraid they're, they're gonna be like no that's just fat no 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 <laughs> get out go to the fat store <laughs> yeah. no they're so nice they're so excited to help you most of them are not even having babies and they still wear the clothes so they're like excited they do? about they do yes the, that's weird two of the girls that helped me were like oh i haven't had a baby for like 10 years but i still wear these jeans because i just like them and i'm okay. like okay all right i'm into this you guys are cool and I, it changed my life. Okay. I was comfortable finally. I was thinking it would be nice yes. to, cause I'm uncomfortable in my body 100% of the time. Yes. And I feel like a troll. So <laughs> when I leave the house, it will be nice to change both of those things. Yes. And there's so many good styles now. It's like, I mean, I took my mom to the store after that and she was like, when I was pregnant, we had like four things we could wear. So this is amazing. I mean, it's like everything you could possibly want is in that store. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it really, I was in a better mood after that. Uh, significantly. Yeah. Better mood. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Cause I went from yeah. like feeling like it's just too hard. I don't know. I have nothing fits. This is yeah. so awful. I tried on yeah. like everything earlier. Yes. And I just want to, um, light everything on fire exactly i think the fear is like you're just gonna wear like mom jeans mm-hmm. you know and it's like gonna change the way you look but they jenna came They're back cute. with stuff that matched her style and yeah. she even like performed on stage wearing maternity clothes and it doesn't it's not obvious to the audience oh those are are those maternity jeans no see like the maternity thing jeans i've seen those a lot of them have this big panel you need mm-hmm. the panel but what about when you don't have you know don't have enough to fill out the panel you want the, the beginning. panel it just stretches okay yeah all right the panel's great okay it's like a pair it's like a built-in comfortable spanks all right like just really Sold. stretchy and you just pull them up to your bra it's that, a see, little that weird sounds uncomfortable it's not it's you surprising can and you can beginning. that's what they tell you you can fold okay. it down i found that folding it down was actually way worse because then it would just bunch mm-hmm. so it's just easier oh, to yeah. just pull it up um greg how do you deal with fluctuations fluctuations in your weight which i couldn't even say it because it's so ridiculous uh, uh you have your you have the you have the kangaroo <laughs> pants i do have um <laughs> s- certain jeans that i wear probably like when i feel bloated or whatever <laughs> Really? (laughs) Well, I mean, I have like certain jeans that I'm like, oh, those jeans feel uncomfortable today. So I'm going to put other jeans on. Does that make sense? Jenna and I are blown away by this revelation. My weight doesn't really, I've weighed basically the same since I was 17 years old. Hmm. How nice for you. But I have crazy, (laughs) but it sounds nice, but like, do you want to stay up like four hours every night sweating because your metabolism is so bananas? Like, like, do you want to feel like you're constantly on the verge you of having a heart attack? You mentioned that you ate like a dozen Nutter Butters after lunch every day. And I'm like, if I did that, I would be 
bigger than this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I basically have the I metabolism w- of like someone who's constantly on crystal meth. No. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> that it, is the dream. It truly is. It, Maybe it's the dream, but I would trade it all for like a week of going to bed. Do you not sleep at all? You sleep. I sh- go to sleep. I just don't sleep the way most people sleep. Right. I bet you, like, Al strikes me as a person who's like, going to bed, and then you just wake up the next day. Yeah, He, he rocks his leg. Right. Yeah, and, and within 30 seconds, it's yeah, a countdown. Like, that's I'm one gone. of the, like, you know those things that other people do that you, you just don't even, like, my brain can't even process how that's possible? Yeah. I don't have the ability to understand how people do that. I didn't either until I married him, and now every night I just say goodbye to him, and 30 <laughs> seconds later, he's... We just watch TV, and then I just say... I'm go- I'm gonna go to bed now. Yeah, and then and I then just, I just stare at him for two hours. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stab you, you fa- in your sleep. <laughs> Last night he was really tired, and at nine thirty he was like, "I'm gonna go to bed now." And I'm like, "There's still like four hours till I'm going <laughs> yeah. to sleep. What is your yeah. problem?" Yeah. Do you guys usually go to bed at different times? We usually go into the bedroom at the same time, but he is asleep usually about two hours before I will actually fall asleep. And what do you do? So I'll either just watch TV or I bring my laptop into the bedroom or my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get work done. Daniel, we used to go to bed at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Now we never do because I'm like... You go to bed early or 11.30 now. now. And I, yeah. Or 11.30. 11, not 10.30. Yeah, and I, I find myself getting super motivated at 11.30 now. Is that when like, you play Pokemon Go? Because my no. brain hasn't let that one go. <laughs> when did it happen? You eat Last, lunch at work, you don't tell me. <laughs> my secret life on Pokemon Go. <laughs> When did you leave the house without telling I me? I found an eye doctor on Pokemon Go. She's like, <laughs> oh, no, an eye doctor professor. Oh. Um, yeah, and so I get super motivated, and then it feels tragic to go to sleep. Mm. So I have to do stuff. And then I'm up till 1.30, and the next morning I wonder why I'm so cranky because yeah, I only you got get, a little bit of sleep. You get yeah. like a big surge of creativity. 1.30 on a good night. You go to bed at like 2, two or 3. I heard a thing, though, on another podcast where they were uh, talking about the idea of night owls and if that's a real thing. And they were talking about how that actually is a genetic thing. Like some people are – that happens, and it's part of your circadian rhythm. And um, My dad is like – he never yeah. goes to sleep, and I am the same exact way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom. I always grew up. My mom. You got that from your dad. You got that from your. Well, and they were talking about how it's so tragic for those people, for people like us, because our society is geared towards morning people. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're always having to go against our own natural rhythms because you know, and then we feel bad because we're not able to get up early or whatever. But I'm actually kind of both. Yeah, I really like the super early morning. (laughs) I like super late at night, so which is why I don't sleep that much. If I wake up at five thirty or six in the morning, I'll just stay up. I wish I could do that. Oh, that sounds. But yeah. then, every third day, I like crash in like a very weird, like almost narcotic way. That you're you're sort of living say. the dream of everybody at this table. I don't know, about uh, Jeff. D- don't you yeah. do not want this dream? Live a different dream <laughs> where you go to bed and get eight hours sleep every night. Oh my it's, god! But speaking of sleep, you need a super comfortable, high quality bed. Sure, you no do. No question about that, and that's why you need Casper. Mm-hmm. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. So this old way that we used to shop for mattresses, where you go to a mattress store. By the way, I would always get super tired the second I walked in. Yeah, I'm very suggestible, but. 
this thing where you walk into a mattress store and then you try laying or lying. I don't know which one it is on the mattresses. And then you figure out which one you want that way does not correlate to satisfaction with your mattress. You think it does, but it does not. Um, and the creepy sales guy is always trying to upsell you on the, that's right. You know, whatever. That's right. Casper has just cut through all of that. They got rid of the middleman. You buy the mattress online directly from them. The mattresses are so, they're so comfortable. It's latex foam and memory foam. Um, and it arrives in a box and you think, how can a whole mattress be in that box? Even though it's a pretty big box, but it's not as big as a whole bed. And then they give you a cutting tool and you open it and you watch the mattress unfurl and then you sleep better than you've ever slept. There's a risk-free trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days, free delivery to the U.S. and Canada, painless returns, and a special offer for listeners of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash best friend and using the promo code best friend terms and conditions apply so again www.casper.com slash best friend and use the promo code best friend terms and conditions apply okay um we do have some people who need advice i say we do snack chat and then advice and uh snack chat is brought to us from jenna fill us in all right <laughs> Well, I just came from Utah where they consume the most sugar of any state in the union. Fact. That true? True. True, true, true. So obviously I had to bring stuff back. Now these are available everywhere. The Choco Chip Oreo. I haven't seen them. New chocolate chip Oreo. There's a choco chip flavored cream with chocolate chip cookies. As I like well. it. It's mm. it's choco chip. It's like their yeah. own twist on chocolate. They don't. Chip. They yeah. don't want to pay the licensing fee. Yeah, or maybe chocolate. it's not chocolate. They're, it's they're chocolate. legally prevented from calling <laughs> yeah. it chocolate. So please feel free to start on those. And oh, then I if that's true though. If it's not actually chocolate, they're not allowed to call it. It that. probably is a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. yeah, it's like at Taco Bell. It's not actually beef. It's beefy. Oh, beefy matter be- beefish yeah it's a beefish taco it's very scary i just so, want to point out greg passed this and i went for one this Every, is new what world is happening Turby. it's like when <laughs> sorry to cut you off but this morning daniel you walked into the kitchen and you began slapping your face going wake up wake up wake up because you were ma- you had made toast <gasps> which she is a very eating un- toast mm-hmm. i've never seen that i know i love it you. World this is pregnancy, changed. you know, it's at its finest. You're <laughs> you're really embracing it. Okay. These are dark chocolate coconut caramels. All right, I'm gonna try one of those. <laughs> yeah, I knew I'd go. get him on by that. By the way, one. by the way, Jeff just experienced so with the Oreo packaging, they have the top flap now. Yeah. Uh but it's impossible to get the side Oreos. It have is. you noticed this? Uh, yes, it's the worst. Yeah. I don't like it. But I also like not having to slide the sleeve of cookies back into the bag. No, I like, like the, the idea package. of it, but it's, uh, you know. Got a design flaw. It's also known as Jeff Proof Packaging. Okay. up. So we've got the dark chocolate coconut caramels. And then these are milk chocolate sea salt popcorn. Ooh, interesting. They're I'm pr- liking the, okay. I like the Oreo cookie. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty mild flavored. It's just mild. It's like sweet and vaguely choco. Right? It's kind of brown sugary to me. Yeah. It's a little bit like the cookie dough one, except a little bit less maple syrupy. This popcorn thing is so good. Right? They're crazy delicious. The chocolate covered popcorn is out of this world. 
And what is, what is this first thing that's coming around? Uh, it is the dark chocolate coconut caramel. This mm-hmm. thing is bananas. This Are you going to pass it around? Or? In a minute. He's going to finish them first. <laughs> okay. And then this last thing is very unusual. That's fairly bananas, I would say. Mm. These are, shoot, I need to look it up. Curry something? Some Yeah, it's like coconut curry cashews. Thank you. Figured it out. And I'm a little scared to try them, honestly. <clears throat> okay. All right. The caramels are good. I'm, I'm not feeling the, the caramels that much. Same. I'm going to give you mine. Because it's like, ooh, coconut. <clears throat> I mean, ooh, caramel or caramel. But the <clears throat> splash of sunscreen. Okay. Yeah, they, yes. they're sunscreeny. They they're totally sunscreen-y. are. Yeah. Daniel is a big fan of coconut, though. Yeah, it tastes like Malibu rum, but in a candy. I love coconut. I used to like Malibu rum. Ugh. Tastes like sunscreen. Oh, these these curry. What are they? Coconut curry. I think cashews? it's coconut curry cashews. These I, are interesting. When you smell them, they don't. Are they sweet? They don't. Smell. I don't know. Why is everyone at this table not freaking out does, about the popcorn? Does okay. the popcorn it's have really toffee good. in it? It almost <laughs> tastes like it has toffee in it. Mm-hmm. Or it's the, well, it's it could like caramel popcorn. But it said it was the label was milk chocolate sea salt popcorn. Oh, it's the, the salt. popcorn is good. It's the salt. It's oh really my good. god! Yeah. The popcorn is... I also am like a huge popcorn fiend. Which favorite kind? Movie theater popcorn. Really? I go to the movies probably twice a week. Once or twice a week, and I eat a bucket of popcorn every time I go to the movies. Um, Every every Tuesday at my work, they make movie popcorn. Oh, it's the best when it's made right. The Arclight makes the best popcorn. popcorn. Is that what you're reacting to? No, I'm eating the cashew. Curry and chocolate don't mix. So you have to cleanse the I don't know what I'm eating. It's curry. But no, if I know, but is it with? It doesn't taste good. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, you, you just gotta eat... get the chocolate out. Yeah, you gotta get the chocolate you... out oh, before you eat this the curry. Is wrong, but I like it. The the cashew thing. It is like it's yeah. It's like savory these... but creamy, but a tiny bit sweet. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. That I didn't know you like weird. curry. Do you like what? curry? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I was thinking how um you know the stereo or the joke with pregnancy is oh you have all these weird cravings and you eat weird foods but with you you eat weird foods I mean, anyway foods now. so now you're eating normal foods yeah. you're just eating toast <laughs> yeah not popcorn's the best yeah oh, so right, i'm tonight. ready for the curry here we go i like the curry it's really unusual it's really weird. really weird okay that is like you smell yes. it yeah. while you're eating right like it- it's bizarro but I don't hate it, which right. I kind of thought I was going to hate it. And I love curry, but I thought that's too weird for me. God, that is really odd. If you think about it, sometimes curry is served with a yogurty sauce. True. So it kind of makes sense. It's, yeah, but it's not bad. It's just That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Good. Yeah. I like it. Hmm. Thank you, Jenna. Well, I can't really. I'm chewing right now. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to not talk and yeah. chew. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Jenna. You're welcome. I'm glad these worked out because I feel like the last time I really blew it. What when did you blow time? it at Snapchat? That has it? never happened. Yeah, um, remember I got those dumb chocolate covered bunnies, and they were gross. Oh, th- was this when I wasn't eating sugar? It must have been. Mm, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. I did not. They were not good. This popcorn thing is incredible. I wish I'd brought you more. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all the sugar I'm going to have. For the next couple of days, but those are very worth a little cheat. And next week, <laughs> we have 
chips from Paris that mm. a listener sent in. No way. Which is great because I still feel bad that I didn't bring back any snack chatty things from Paris. So, But the re- I thought the other gifts were cool besides the chips, the stuff you brought for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked my stuff. I think Al and Jen also got some cool shit. The thing is... I really took the time to choose something specific. I, what I wanted was something that said, you know, Paris, but also like was specifically designed for each of you. Listen, I, that caricature that. art that you did of me, <laughs> oh, they nailed it. I felt like With I the was beret, at the oh Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's just, I just think it's criminal to go on a trip, especially somewhere like Paris, and not bring back a little something for everyone that's close to you, you know? For I sure. I couldn't keep her out of the shops. It was like... <laughs> I, I was like, I'm so tired of shopping. She's like, I just, I have to get something for everyone. <laughs> you know? Ugh. Well, it's just the kind of person I am. Okay. So, um. So for the listener, Alice, uh, we did not bring anything for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not We're sure horrible. That. We are horrible people. <laughs> you know what I brought back? Mm, mm-hmm. A tiny keychain, a, a keychain with a tiny ballet shoe on it. <laughs> Is that really the only thing you brought but back? But you were very excited about that. I was super excited about it. It's a tiny toe shoe. That, um, that uh, picture of the Eiffel Tower right there, a music box, that's it. And some Tic Tacs. <laughs> but those were just because I was we did, sick and um, I wanted them. We did go into some shops. Yes, and, I know. It's true. But here's the thing about, like in Paris... It's a bunch of knickknacks that you can get online. If, okay. If you're going to a shop that sells souvenirs, every single one of those souvenirs is something you could buy here. It's like, and in fact, I was looking at it. Some of them are made in Culver City. Like I was, I was like, this is made in Culver City. Why? What's the thrill of buying something? Now you can go to out of the way places and buy things that are, but we didn't do enough shopping to get to those places. We were so pretty much always around. here's the rub. I think you've made it worse with your honesty, but I appreciate that. How? We considered <laughs> Make buying it gifts. worse. We Daniel. considered buying gifts for everyone, but decided against it because <laughs> we couldn't. Well, buy I didn't think that anything. That it was like, oh, here's a little Eiffel Tower statue. I know, I know. Would have been cool. Shit. I know. <laughs> Make it worse, Rob. <laughs> I feel like Make we, it worse. I feel like you we were such an effing idiot. <laughs> we went in the wrong direction because the thing is, yes, it's all like tchotchkes, but still, it's a thought that counts, and they actually are from Europe, even though they're like crap. You even can though get it says made in Culver City on it. Yeah, but bought in Paris. I guess. Culver City, France. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Okay, so I feel like I should say something about um, advice, which is none of us are professionals. This is just for entertainment. Um, and uh, please consult a professional. You know, I should have looked up like what that legal I'm a professional. is. Yeah, I'm, I feel a professional like whenever- I'm a professional like at a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but not at uh, advice giving. But you don't know what the advice is for. Maybe it's for um, home video distribution, and then I am a professional. <laughs> Maybe this person has some IT questions. They might want to yeah. know how to punch up a comedy script. Okay. Whatever. I'm just saying that most, oftentimes when people do an advice segment, there's a legal disclaimer they give, and I'm trying to give that. Did someone tell you to give <laughs> a disclaimer? No, it just occurred to me that I should be saying that. Even though I don't know what the exact language is. If somebody's writing in to ask how to buy a six hundred dollar car, I'm their man. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying this because I know the questions that are coming. I think that's yeah. yeah. So all I'm saying is whatever that normal disclaimer is, I'm disclaiming. Okay. Let's hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> When we 
First question is from Donna, and by the way, my policy is I'm just changing everyone's name. Thursday, gang. This past Saturday, I was camping with my boyfriend of three years in the Poconos. He has a drinking problem, but I never thought he would do anything to harm me. We were in a tent, and he had already drank a bottle of vodka, and then he went to reach for a beer. I told him, please do not drink anymore. This isn't for me. He said, you don't tell me what to do, and that's when I realized this wasn't going anywhere good. I quietly packed up my backpack and was going to go sleep in the car. He grabbed both of my wrists and threw me on the ground. I screamed for him to stop, and I kept trying to get out of the tent. This went on for a couple of minutes. I finally got out and started running. I found a shed to sleep in and returned to the tent in the morning. He did not remember any of this had happened. He said he is really sorry and he will never drink again. I am 23. He is 28. We are currently in a long-distance relationship but had plans to move in together this September. At this point, I do not think this will work out, but it is so hard for me to let go of the past three years and our future plans. I am wondering if you have any advice on how to move on. Much love. Cut Donna. and run. Yeah. yeah you got to leave. Yes. Well, I think, and thankfully she's aware of that. She's mm-hmm. saying, you know, it's not going to work out, which which is good mm-hmm. because that would be the first thing I would say. Like if someone lays a hand on you, that is yeah. it. Think of it this way too. Um, if you love him and if you care about his well-being, you got to give him consequences. Yeah. So leaving him is really the best thing you could do for him too. But I don't think... I don't think you should be hopeful of a future with this person no. either, though. Um, and I think she's aware of that. In ter- My advice would be see a therapist if you're not already in therapy. I think that once something has crossed the line into abusive, it's just there's a level of trauma there. I mean, I don't know exactly what happened. Also, I'm... I, I'm curious about the fact that you were going to sleep in the car, but then you ended up sleeping in a shed. That's just a side point that I'm curious <laughs> about. Um, and where was the shed? But anyway... I say get yourself checked out by a therapist. Not checked out like there's something wrong with you, but talk- talking to a therapist can only help you at this point, and it'll help you move on and help kind of give you a framework to move forward. Yeah, and there's almost certainly some kind of codependency issues because that's what mm-hmm. alcoholics do, which is a tough thing to get out of. Even if you have your head straight, you get sucked into their little trap. So mm-hmm. um, disentangling yourself from codependency and also trying to figure out how to move forward and deal with this person are jobs for a professional. Yes. And it might be a benefit that it's a long distance relationship because you, you don't have him right there. Yeah. And, it, and the thing that she said about not wanting to give up the three years or whatever that they've had together, that's kind of that sunk cost fallacy right. that they always talk about on Freakonomics where you think, oh, well, I've put all this time in. I don't want to lose it. Like, mm-hmm. no, just ignore that factor completely. Yeah. Even and, though I totally understand that feeling. But especially right. you're 23. So young. You have so much time. And long distance relationship. Like, you can meet somebody that is in your right area code that also doesn't attack you when they're drunk. Right. I, I don't think that you should go to therapy. This is going to sound harsh. I don't think you should go to therapy as a couple. Oh, no, that's not what oh, I'm saying. No. That's not what you were saying? No. no oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you thank you for to... clarifying. No, I absolutely... Yeah, no, go no, to no, therapy no. for yourself. Yes. yes. For sure, but yeah, yeah. because... No, that... this is this relationship is done. Yeah, yeah. He Be- crossed a line. Because what happens is that they'll... D- uh, they will do the thing. They will... The alcoholic, they will abuse you or whatever. They will feel awful and they will apologize for it and your heart will break and you, and they'll keep doing it and it will never end. 
you have it's like you've got to you if, can yeah, if keep you're talking having yourself the, into thinking that it's going to stop and it won't. If you're having the thought that this can't work out, listen to that thought. And um, it and, and it might even get worse. Yeah, I don't I think she's done. And it sounds like yeah. she's done. She just needs help how to get Disen- a, disengaging. Yeah, yeah exactly. maybe go to Al Anon or yeah. something and it, because maybe that's there's a, a part idea. of you that's what you're saying like you might right. find out that there's what Jeff was saying this codependency thing that you can you're young. I mean, if you if you start working on that now, that's great. You know, a lot of people they don't get a clue about this until way late. Yeah. So, um yeah, in the 20s is when you need to work on yourself anyway. You know, so All right. See, that was easy. So. Solved. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Um, okay. Here's here this one. The, this one. That's all I'll say about that. <clears throat> okay. This is from Rayanne. It's not her real name. Dear Allison and the gang, I really do my best to mind my own business. I keep to myself and am a known introvert. I recently moved to New York from Toronto for a job. I love my job, but I'm often homesick and haven't made any friends. Partly my fault, partly due to my job. My only friend I really have is living back home and recently got engaged. I love the guy. He's great. I was a little sad, but overall happy for her. She recently got an internship in New York and will be staying with me for the summer. Fun, right? No. Recently, both my sister and my friend's fiance, so her best friend's fiance and her sister, drove to come visit us. Something happened in that 12-hour drive. My little sister is the complete opposite of me, and I wouldn't put it past her. They were very touchy and comfortable, and I know my sister. Mm. Two weeks after their visit, my sister let me know she was going to Chicago. I thought, completely random, what's in Chicago? I then listened to my friend later that day that... Sorry. I then listened to my friend later that day, sad that her fiance has a business trip in Chicago because she was going to surprise him over 4th of July weekend. What the hell? I immediately called my sister and called her out on it. She let me know, yes, she was going with him and the drive showed that they are soulmates and they have been having sex and dating. I cussed my sister out and I'm super angry with her, more so for putting me in this position. My friend is totally oblivious and is showing me all these look how sweet texts he's sending her while my sister is under the impression he will leave my friend when she gets back and is done with her internship. My friend has been dragging me around to bridal shops to pick her dress in New York and every time I feel a pang of guilt. My friend will beat her ass and his ass and under any other circumstance I would be jumping in but the girl is my sister. Is it a coward route to just pretend i didn't figure it out should i try and lead her to the truth i do not like confrontation so the most cowardly route would be acceptable um holy shit <laughs> what is the moving to new york part what's the relevance of that to this story that's how it that's happened. how it yeah because she was in new york yeah. and this friend has is an internship in new york, in new york the fiance and the sister, sister. rode to New York together and that's when they found out they were soulmates. Okay. All right. Gross. So the, but there's so in other words we're not trying to solve the portion of this where she leads by saying I'm lonely in New York and I'm no. not no, that no, part no. is irrelevant. No, I guess she added that out. Backstory. Yeah. Okay. Would, yeah. Well, I would say there's some relevance in that if she loses this friend, yes. she's alone. She yeah. is alone right. in one of the okay, largest I'm just cities I just want to streamline the focus. Yes. To me that was just a little bit of a the lead was slightly buried. Yes, the the lead is buried. Okay. So the issue is her really good friend is engaged to this guy and her sister hooked up with this guy and they're now dating and what does she do? 
Mm, this one's know. hard. Uh, she, this one to me is easier than the other one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you truth. think? I think she should immediately tell her friend. That's what I'm too. thinking. I think she should immediately tell her friend. What about the part where she says that her friend will beat her ass and his well, ass? That's not really true. Well, but well, also, well, like, it could it's be. not her responsibility yeah. to decide right. that either. That's that's kind of an excuse. She could she could just do it like. Well, she knows though. I think she's asking yeah. what's the path of least resistance here. I, I, I might. Oh. I'm, I don't know if if this is the the most. Uh, moral way to do it i would probably first approach the guy and oh, say you yeah. have one week to tell your right. fiance what's happening or i'm gonna do it those are your choices mm, that's a good um, idea. and so to really put the onus on him so he takes the full brunt of this and then at that point if he doesn't if he doesn't do it in a week he's a real asshole and deserves whatever's coming to him and um to some extent so does your sister yeah you know yeah. uh so that that the approach that i would take is i would call him and say i know everything that's happening if you don't tell your fiance in like, you know, 72 hours, I will. 24. I make it 24 hours. Tw- okay. Jeff says 24. Maybe maybe 48. Split the difference. All right. 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> if she values the friendship, if she waits too long, she could risk when the... Because the friend's going to find out at some point. Um, she'll be like, well, you knew and you didn't. Exactly. The, the trust in the friendship could, could be lost. So right. you kind of... If that's valuable to you, you kind of have to tell her but i like greg's solution which is like give give him yeah give him like 48 hours and just say look this is happening and then when if she were to come to you and say why didn't you tell him just say well i told him to tell you and then that way you're the trust is there i guess if it were if i were the friend i would feel like i can't believe you didn't tell me at the same yeah. time though i do get this idea of loyalty to the sister it, because it's a sister I, I feel like it the from the card. point of view of the friend you're complicit in it a little bit like you're it was your sister and you knew so you were kind of in on it right so it, it's like you have to and you know what you might you might be on on the outs with your sister for a while i don't know like family though is you you'll you'll get back together like it's yeah. it's if right but uh, if you can only be friends with your sister by keeping a secret yeah, like yes, that good point mm-hmm. then what what kind of a relationship it's is terrible. that and, and what does your how much does right. your sister care about you for putting she you in that's an excellent yeah. point the, yeah. the sister is kind of making you lie for her which is yeah. really inappropriate yes here's a weird that's little not- thing i'm going to caution this woman about if she tells, whether she tells the woman or the husband does, the the, the female fiance she will resist believing it. That's why yeah, it's best. Possible. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Well, she says, yeah. "Should I try and lead her to the truth?" Yes. If there's a way to do that. No, but you could. You could. Th- you could throw it in her face and she will resist believing. Right. Yeah, Jeff so, is right. And so I think she like, won't sniff it out on her own. Like if you give her clues, whatever. Like nobody wants to believe something like that. I mean, Jenna, in an extremely hypothetical scenario, if you found out Daniel was sleeping with an eye doctor professor. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> how long would you wait to tell Allison? And what if the eye doctor professor was Mary? If I, if I knew it to be a hundred percent fact truth, I would tell Allison probably right away. Note, right. Note to self. <laughs> but I mean, that's, I, that's I, what, I that's what you would do because you're a friend of hers. Yeah. I, that's but what to if me you knew is, the woman? 
I would still, I just feel like people have to be accountable for the decisions that they make, even Mm. if it's family, even if it's someone that you know. And especially if it's family, you go like, hey, I love you. I will always love you. But your actions are unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and and for them to put you in that position yeah. too. That's yeah. that's not nothing in this equation. And by the way, if what the sister believes is true, which I don't believe it to be true, but if if it's true, they're soulmates, and he's going to leave the fiance. Then what Greg is saying is right. Like he needs to do that. He needs he to does. be a man mm-hmm. and and take care of it because but, he's, he doesn't want it. He wants to right. have sex with this other right. chick. Right. That's but, what he wants. But yeah. he will not be a man, and he will not take care of it. But the reason that I like Greg's idea is because it's putting the responsibility for dealing with it on this guy. Yeah. That's that's the big F you of all of this is that all of this decision and guilt is being put on her and it is right. not her it problem. It is not do her, her doing. Yeah. Right. And if she goes to her if you you know, if you go to your friend and say, I know this thing, that could backfire on you and she could see you as trying to break up their you know, now eventually she well, might come around. Shitty- but it's like that you, you shouldn't even if possible, be involved. But that's kind of the the bummer of it all, though, is that I have a feeling there will be blowback against her no matter what. But long term, you got to think. Term, yeah, no. you got to think down the road, and you got to think like, what's you know, once trust is gone in a relationship, it's really hard to bring it back. And so, for me, I feel like that's the most important there, thing. There's a preserve. weird thing where like you become an adult and you still think it's wrong to tell on people, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's actually helpful and good to tell on people it's not your six-year-old sister isn't like stealing cookies from you this is real life shit right she's she's like her wedding long-term real life consequences that you need to help people deal with if they won't deal with them themselves right like what what is more serious than this right not a lot Right, yeah, like if you knew that she was that somebody was planning to kill someone, and your sister was involved, you would go to the cops. Like, or you would step in immediately. And this is basically, eh, I got a little serious every <laughs> second. But it's like that. This is real life stuff. Someone is going to marry somebody, right. Who is sleeping with somebody else? Yeah, you can't You're, let that happen. Yeah, and your friends, you have to stop that from happening. Yeah, and it's it's a re- re- repeated conscious thing. This isn't. You can't even chalk this up to. Oh, we were at a party. We had too much to drink. And I woke up next to what? Uh, You know, like this is a conscious, calculated, long term. Think of it this way. If the tables were turned, would you want your friend to tell you? Mm, Good question. It is the right thing to do. And I think that's the thing to keep in mind, even if it feels when it Mm -hmm. when and if it feels shitty. Like, unfortunately, you have been put in a shitty situation. Um, but I agree. Like, go to the guy first. I've been around people who I've I've seen people cheat on their spouses before. Mm-hmm. What have you done? Well, there was never anyone I was close with. But like when I was still a writer and you'd tour with a band and you'd see people sleep with groupies or whatever. And I've been at parties where like I know I've seen married people cheat on their spouses. And I was never enough a part of their lives. And you also feel like you're witnessing a pattern that your yeah. interdicting is not going to stop. But if it was one of my close friends, I would do something for sure. Yeah. For sure. Immediately. I doctor professor bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Has anyone had to deal with this in their, in their real life? I don't think I have. Thankfully I have, you have, what'd you do? I told the woman and she did not believe me. She just made up a bunch of excuses for her husband. Did she ever come around? Um, no, she continued to enable his cheating for quite some time. And then he actually wound up leaving her. Mm. Did, what was her reaction when you told her? She said that I was misunderstanding what was going on and that he was just flirting. (laughs) Which is totally okay on your part. 
I think that's the other thing you have to be okay with is like once you tell your friend, yeah, they, this is what I know and I just want you to be aware of it, that's where your responsibility ends and you need to just let it go. Yeah, that's it good not, too. Yeah, it does it, not become serial at that point. You don't have to like present them with like forensic data. You don't have to no, convince right? them. You just yeah. have to say it and, and if they, it's up yeah, to them. If they say, they wanna... forget you, you're a liar, you don't know, you go, no problem at all, I'm going to sleep at night. I did the best that I could to tell you at the time. And when, when it happens and it's sad, I won't tell you I told you so. I'll give you a hug and we'll go out for coffee. And, and People don't want to believe things like that. And typically when somebody gets away with things like that, it's not the first time. It's not the last time. And the person on the other side of the relationship is helping them get away with it by making excuses for them, looking the other way, things like that. All right. Let's do Just Mirror Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something Okay, Maddie Porter says, and by the way, someone tell me if you've already done this one. I hope not. <laughs> this is a, a strong start. Sometimes I like to tackle them a second time. <laughs> right, after, another, another you know, I've had time to think about it. Some, some hindsight in action. Mm-hmm. Find it disturbing when grown women call their father's daddy, even worse when they say it to their boyfriend. Find it what? Disturbing. Yeah. I think so. In fact, um, on Vanderpump Rules, which, by the way, listeners, we haven't talked about in a while, at one point, Lala is going to go on a date with Jax, and she says, let's get it popping, Daddy. And I can't get it out of my head. I found it (laughs) deeply cringeworthy and uncomfortable. Al, did you get that far in Vanderpump? (laughs) I definitely did not. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's way worse when it's like a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife situation. Yeah. It's always weird to hear an adult woman call her actual father daddy. Mm-hmm. But I know people who do it, so I'm not going to say like, oh, that's the worst. I, It's just a little like, oh, I don't hear that very often. Yeah. Especially because I don't even, I rarely call my dad dad. Because I just call him by his first name. You call him Jeff? I do. <laughs> For the most you part, yes. You call both your parents by their first names. Yeah. And it I throws still. you off when you're first dating her. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sure. You know, it's like, who are who you talking Jeff? about? <laughs> uh, Who's this Janae? <laughs> you're Janae? Who's Janae's house? What is this? Is this chick your roommate? Yeah. <laughs> I've never met her. <laughs> Why do you do that? I mean, I'm not trying, to, I'm not no, judging, no, no. but like, what, what's the reason for doing it? It was when, just, you, when you were a kid, did your mom say, no, 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 call me Janae. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. You, seemed you know too normal. My, my, mo- my mother was mom. I'm Janae. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of that, honestly. Yes. But my mom would always sign her emails or notes or everything. She signs it, mom, parentheses, Janae. <gasps> That's what Daniel's mom does. She does? Yes. She signs mom, parentheses, Janae? Yes, I thought it was weird. <laughs> no, she says mom, parentheses, Diane. Well, because she's Diane to you, she doesn't. She doesn't do that to me. Okay. Well, she does it to me, <laughs> and she did it the, our whole lives. And then sometimes I just found like it was a little easier. And then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know why? <laughs> I do not. Oh, oh what does Al know? <laughs> <laughs> it just started happening, and I think when you were little, would you call him Jeff and Janae? Yeah, when did it, this start to happen? Not, oh. It has nothing to do with the divorce. Was there a point at which this? It changed? probably has a little bit to do with the divorce because I, th- yeah, probably a little bit, just because I felt like when they did split, it was like. 
they pick, refer to them each other. Yeah, as maybe a little bit of that. Yeah. And then I think my it was just something we did. It drove a lot of people crazy. My mom's sister, she like hates <laughs> that we call her Janae. It's so funny. But when you were a kid, like you weren't it. like Janae. I hurt my arm sometimes, or whatever. Sometimes when you were a kid, yeah, like seven or whatever. Yeah, sometimes, not but always. That is very yeah. interesting. And I'm like very yeah. proper. And like in my family, it was always like my aunt Julie and aunt Kate. Oh yeah, we don't do any and of that. So like yeah. in her family, it's none of that. And for the first little while, I was like, "This is inappropriate." <laughs> that three-year-old just called their grandmother Janae, and I think we should fix that. All the grandkids call her Janae. Very yeah. rarely do you hear the word grandma in that house. But like, you didn't call your aunt aunt whatever no, her name is. No, yeah, isn't that weird? No, my aunts would correct me. I would say like, what? "Oh, Julie," she'd be like, "It's Aunt Julie." <laughs> My apologies. I'm yeah, four. I can't handle that. <laughs> yeah, even my parents' friends were Mr. and Mrs. Or if they were really close, they were our aunts and uncles. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm. You called the your friends aunts and uncles? No, your my friends' par- parents. My, my parents' friends. Wow. Yeah, that's region. That might be regional. I wonder if that's regional. I, I never heard of anything like that. No, I've a heard, lot of people do that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, that. if they're like a really yeah. close friend, it might be like, oh yeah, Uncle Mark, but it's not really an uncle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Al, did you call your parents mom and dad or mother and father? I'd be like, father? Father? <laughs> I'd like to play basketball. No, we, I say mom and dad. Peter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would say like in the South, mommy and daddy is very normal. Mm-hmm. And even for adults, I heard it a lot when I traveled in the South. I, this is going to sound, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say it. The, the thing of the um, sexual partners calling each other mommy and daddy, I feel like that's um, uh, a Latino thing. Is that like, I feel like I see oh, that a lot like in that M-A- culture. Oh, like M-A-M-I-M-P-A-P-I. Like mommy and poppy. Mommy like poppy. I feel like that's a, mm-hmm. a not a weird thing. It's just a normal right. thing. And yeah. I, for me, I, I feel it's it would be strange. It's completely different in the, in the language. Like I um, talked to a, a married man who, man who called his wife like my daughter, Mija. Like, yeah. like a term of endearment. And it's like an term of endearment. Like, no, because we're like, why did you just call her your daughter? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's like, because I like take care of her and I love her and I like, I watch over her as her husband. And you're like, oh, okay. So I, that's a completely different cultural thing. Mm. Um, so mm. sometimes I think it is cultural, even in like the subsections of the United States. Right. Yeah. But what's weird is when you have a kid, then... I think you do start referring, like I would refer to you as dad or daddy when right. talking to the child. Well, when we first started dating, I would be like, who's your father? And you were like, that's too weird. That's strange. And I see it now. Yeah. I was uncomfortable with that. But I just thought I was But normal. I do it to Al all the time now. Like, uh, dad's home, you know, that kind of thing yeah. for Sam. And it's yeah. very weird how you slip into the like, well, what does dad, what does yeah. dad think about I, this? Yeah. I call Allison mommy with regards to, to Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> so I don't oh, think yeah. that's going right. to be weird at all. Oh, yeah. You're going to be used to it. Yeah, yeah. We've actually been using this language <laughs> regarding the dog for quite some time. With so. regards. <laughs> Casey Ann says, cut loaf of Italian bread with serrated knife, then put it back in butcher block without washing. I will sometimes wipe off hmm. a knife and then put it back. Yeah. Is this specific to Italian bread? <laughs> I right, like, I know. This question is really about bread. If it was Let's Hawaiian be bread. Yeah. yeah. You don't cut Hawaiian uh, bread racist. with a... That's true. <laughs> Hawaiian bread you tear. That's true. Yeah. So Hawaiian yeah. bread wouldn't actually be applicable. Hawaiian bread is something I've been having a craving for lately, but have not given into the craving. Mm. Oh, man. That's Hamburgers really on Hawaiian bread are good really stuff. good. Yeah. With eggs, too, and bacon. 
Hawaiian bread is basically just like sugar in a loaf. Yep. Yeah. Put what some cold pork on it. Oh, pulled yeah. pork on Hawaiian bread yeah. is so good. So good. Um, with coleslaw piled yes. on top of the yes. pulled pork. Yeah. Nailed um, it. I think you can cut bread with a bread knife and put it back in the butcher block. I, do it I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. For non, non-moist, non-meaty products. <laughs> yeah. You can totally fine. Rich Bryant says, when I capitalize a word I'm typing, if the second letter is A, it always gets cap too. Some kind of heavy shift finger. Yeah, why is that? That happens to me too. Yes, I do that. Mm-hmm. I think I just get too fast for my mm-hmm. fingers. Don't release the... the. Yeah. I think you use A a lot because it's a, a vowel and you're constantly there and it's your pinky. Mm-hmm. I, so you're used to it, so you're faster on the A. I right. Yeah, I do that constantly with my name because my second... And I'm always having to... Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) What if I started signing all my emails? Daddy. Uh, Yeah. So, yes. Not just you. I cannot write the word rose. My fingers always write rosen. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Christy says... When I buy a new notebook or journal, I can't use the first page for fear there may be something more important I need to write. I do that. Do you? Really? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you just got to leave it pristine. But I, I, I'll get, I, I'm really OCD when it comes to notebooks. Like if I write something and I fuck it up, sometimes I'll just tear it out because I want it to be like at least at the beginning. It's like a new car. You don't want to put any dings on it. And then once you get about a quarter of the way through, you, I'm making any sense? No, you're you making you a lot of sense. sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. astounding. Yeah, I I'm just a, don't worry about the first page. I'm a really heavy journaler too, but mm-hmm. I like the chaos of the journal is what I like about yeah, the journal. That's, that's good. like opening it up and seeing like all this weird shit I was thinking and th- that the the lack of order in it is is what I like about it. Yeah, Do you that's guys, cool. Go ahead. Well, for for that, I have to get cheaper notebooks. I right. can get there, but the nice moleskins <laughs> are a problem. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, you know, museum quality, library quality. Um, do you guys keep library separate? quality? Yeah, they're going in the library. Okay. <laughs> do you guys keep separate notebooks or one notebook? Like this notebook I have in front of me right now is just the what I jot down everything in. So like I have a paper clip holding open this to-do list, which has been my to-do list forever. But then also I have show notes and then I have notes, like if I get a phone call and I have to write notes, like everything's in here and it makes it very hard to be organized. I feel like I should have one notebook for stuff related to the show, one notebook for to-do lists and one notebook for other stuff, but I don't, I just have one. One notebook. I'm with you. I just have the, I always have just one composition book that everything goes into. And then I like to go back through it sometimes because I go like, whoa, I took this funny note a long time ago and I'm (laughs) glad I read it again. But if you're just working out of one notebook, do you ever have a problem where you keep having to like flip around to find your notes from that day that were days like are now pages behind? Uh, No. I don't think so. I think I just, in my head, it's a system, even though to no one else it would feel like a system. Right. But for me, like, that's just... It's definitely not a system. <laughs> I've looked through it. <laughs> I love my notebooks. So I feel I feel like it, it makes sense to me. If you do that, you can, you can, from time to time, go back and find stuff that you... And then write it down again so you can... Yeah, and I have done that. Mm-hmm. That feels like failure to me. I yes. use multiple notebooks. And I've I've tried to do the I've done it where I just have one catch all notebook and both of them have their benefits and detractions. It's like 
I I want to do multiple ones because I want to keep things organized. Like, oh, this is this project, and I'm like, but it just it all it all just winds up being a mess. You should just use one notebook, right? Know? All right. Yeah, we should bring in journals one oh. day from when we were in high school or college or whatever. Oh, I have passages. mine. I have all. I have all shit. mine too, all and they're so it. scary. You mentioned yeah. that. Let's do that. Okay. I have all mine from like there's like a a long period in my. 20s where I traveled a lot and I have like these really horrible hmm. melodramatic passages of like my awful overwrought travel observations that I've gone back and read and they're really really funny did you recount the finest shit you ever took is that <laughs> oh I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure if I actually looked I could find the whole passage that surrounds that couple of days yeah for sure <laughs> perfect Christy says um, she already said the thing about the notebook. Ashley Bloodworth says, I dream of a world where I can edit a tweet with misspellings or grammatical errors instead of deleting it in shame. Yes. Why have they not introduced that feature? Somebody just made a tweet about, I guess the number of people using Twitter, it's kind of hit a plateau. I mean, as many people are using it as are ever going to. And somebody said, you know, if you want to get more people to use Twitter, how, here's an idea for a crazy feature. Being able to edit a tweet. Yes. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's crazy that you can't do that. I think it's because there's this idea that, like, people get caught on Twitter tweeting dumb stuff, maybe. You know, and it's like... Like a record. Yeah, there's sort of this scandalous feature. Well, they can delete it. They can, but by the time you delete a tweet, somebody saw it. Or somebody could have taken a screenshot, especially people who have, like... You know, millions of followers or whatever. Yeah, it seems like in the library with your notebooks, Daniel. Right. <laughs> it seems like you could tweet. I I don't know. I, I I sometimes wonder if they haven't let people have that function because of the mistakes people make, and how much tr- like how much media News. that yeah. can stir as, up. As many times as I've like had to delete something because it has a typo. I hope they never change that part of Twitter. Why? I hope that stays the same forever because I think there's something about. The way that Twitter functions as a like, this is a record of what you were thinking at this exact moment and what was happening at this exact moment. And I don't want any of that to ever be rewritten. So if the cost of that is like, oh, your fucking typo cost you four likes, I think I'm okay with that, actually. But I think I like the idea of like, you thought this last Thursday at 7 p.m. Oh, so like people wouldn't go back and reread the their thought. tweets yeah. for the last So there's no weeks. revisionism no. in the way that yeah. Twitter is an active record of the present. Well, if they were to do it, then they need to make sure that it notes that it was edited edited. on this date. Oh, which they do on Instagram. It says, like, edited. And on Facebook. Mm -hmm. My thing You can edit on Instagram? Yeah, you can edit on Instagram. My thing with erasing a tweet and then tweeting it again a second later is I feel like I'm afraid my followers are going to be like, yeah, you just said that. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Right. Of course, I've never had that feeling with someone else. But really, what are you talking about? You're talking That's about true. like a fucking joke. Like, no, you, you know what it or, always or is for me? Observation or something. Or like something. your and your, you put the wrong one in. Ooh, that or I got the, That's a deleter for me. Oftentimes, <laughs> I got the person's Twitter handle wrong. Mm, yeah. I've done these, that. But really, yeah. the consequences of these things are fairly low mon- stakes. Monumental. Yeah, I lost monumental. all my friends <laughs> and my job. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, then, okay. I correct. was a professional tweeter, <laughs> and they said, you're not up to snuff. Right. And um, all my friends deserted me. Oh. Yeah. So. You guys didn't know me then. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Ashley Bloodworth also says, sometimes the smells in public restrooms cause me to worry about strangers' diets. That one makes <laughs> me want to vomit. Um, and I, I don't know that it goes that far, but definitely I've had that like, something's out of the ordinary and I can't stand it. 
Well, yeah. right now being pregnant, my sense of, I'm easily nauseated and my sense of smell is very, uh, what's the right word? Sharp, keen, intense, strong, sure. all of the above. Acute? Yes. Acute. Thank you. So being in a bathroom where someone's got some kind of vitamin deficiency is enough to make me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> We, I, I work in an environment where there are multi, there are bathrooms scattered all throughout the building because it, it's it's just a weird design and it's not like a normal work bathroom where there are like urinals and stalls. They're like you know each one is a room, and there's one right near where I'm currently working, and then there are others that are like kind of remote, and people will choose the one right <laughs> where I'm working to do their business, their stinky business. <laughs> That you know what I'm saying? Bomb. You guys so, know the one I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. The, uh, not the one. Not the it's, pee. Yeah. The other one besides That's pee. That's it. The yeah. other one. Right. And you will, so you'll just get that waft of... Uh, that what? Orange, <laughs> it's a waft, <laughs> a waft of orange-scented... There's at least three H's in that word. <laughs> it's W-C-H-A-F-T. Umlau over the second A. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, you... Wait, sorry. Orange-scented what? Well, you get the... Of the thing in the oh, in the right. thing, yeah. the air you know? or So you get yeah. orange scented <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> wafting through <laughs> the office. A C H at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and it's really like uh, why? It's almost why like chemical they, warfare, you know. Why are they using yours? Or not yours, so, but the one near you? I don't know. Just no shame. Torture you? Like Could I you somehow make it less hospitable. Like put like you the, stink it up first. Have you, like the way yes. they do for pigeons, they put those spikes on the on the sill. Yeah, put well, an owl put outside the, the door. Yeah. You know what works? Put an owl yeah. on the toilet. A shit crow. Yes. Yeah, the shit crow. Yeah, shit crow. Shit crow's already in the toilet. Uh, what usually works well in an office environment is just a passive aggressive uh, piece of paper printed out. Oh yeah. To what should I say? Yeah, like, just like, like make sure you keep the bathroom clean. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Smells or like, have been making people pass out <laughs> yeah. in this workspace area. We can smell your poo. <laughs> What a methane coming out of stall four over there. Yeah. Um, methane wafting out. <laughs> I, this is a super gross. Can I can I say a super gross JMO? I feel like uh, we can't we wait. It. Yeah, it's, it's too gross, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do it. Have you ever smelled a fart or one of your own shits and said, "Oh my god, that smells exactly like one of my dad's farts"? Or shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't a good. It wasn't like a no, good nostalgic comforting. Horrified. It was like, oh my god, my body is going to degenerate in the exact same way. Yes. Like it's happening. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm in the car, I have these flashbacks of like being in the car, on the car ride up to Mammoth with my dad, and just being like, oh no, this is what I used to hate when I was a kid, and now I make it. We have the same GI tract. God damn it. They should. You know, they're going to have, like, designer GI transplants in the future where you can get... Never, 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 never. They already make underwear... Like, your farts smell like, yeah, like Kim Kardashian's your... yeah, or something? exactly. Like <laughs> They already make underwear that, like, is supposed to make your farts smell better when it when they come out. They have, like... Like Dracar Noir, like, a, like pff, and it's like, ooh. <laughs> yes. Is that and pillow? I would be into that because I like <laughs> douchebags. Yes, that stuff. <laughs> anyway, that was my just me, everyone. Yeah. That, was, that was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Danielle Lynn says, "Why do we say an actor is on a TV show but in a movie? That I never really thought about that. Because huh. it's uh, recurring, right? yeah. Maybe 
Do you guys say yeah. in line or online in when you're line. standing in a line? In line. Yeah, in, in line. Oh, but now people thank are you. people are in plays. Yep. That are I, over. But they're and over. on Broadway. Oh, cool. Because I was. Oh. I think it's because it's not that they. You, it's not that it's ongoing. Uh, the way a play is, it's ongoing in that the story is continuing to be told. Maybe it's because you ask what's on TV and you ask what's in the theater. Oh, that's interesting. But what's so interesting too. is the actor is on screen. I guess it'd be weird if they were in screen, though. That would be weird. <laughs> right. That wouldn't make any sense. But I feel like on a show implies that it's a thing that's going to Yeah, it keeps continue. going. But, yeah. You it, could also say an actor's in finite, a show, then though. it's in. You could. But I guess you'd more regularly say oh, on. But you get ridiculed. Yeah, he's in the Bang Bang Theory. Big, right, right, right. Yeah, that'd be weird. No, because that, that makes it seem like the Big Bang Theory is finite. Like it's, right. It's in the Bing Bang Theory like this it's a, one it's a closed, <laughs> like it's a closed Bing story. Bang. The Bing Bang. The Bing Bang Bong Theory. Uh, you know what I'm saying, though? It's like... I can't wait for that show to come but it, out. But you would say who's in the Bing Bang Theory, <laughs> not who's on the Bing Bang. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Who's, say on who's on this it. week? Who's in? Oh, I don't know. If this you is said getting who confusing. is who's in that show, who's on that show? Yeah, I guess I don't know. If you're saying they, they you know, this person <laughs> is in the Bing Bang Theory, The Sopranos. Well, no, that's over though. Yeah. So you would. So say you would in, say it's in. He's in, he's in the Sopranos. Sopranos. No, yeah. No, you wouldn't. You, say you would say on. he was on the Sopranos. Yeah. That guy was on the Sopranos. Well, you could say either. I think. <laughs> right. If but yeah. No, you couldn't. If yeah, you I could. think you they could. If we were talking and I was like, "Oh yeah, James Gandolfini is in the Sopranos." Was in the Sopranos. He's. Oh, I guess yeah. he had was. Yeah, he was. No, he was on the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah but he was also in the. Say, Sopranos. He was also he in. in the <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think, Honestly, all I, all Al's thinking about right now is bing what bang. the Bing Bang Theory is. <laughs> the Bing Bang uh, Theory is the new... I stopped listening as soon as you said it. <laughs> it's the new idea of how the universe was born. <laughs> bing! <laughs> <Is> that- bing Bang! <laughs> well, I guess we don't know, Danielle. <laughs> Did that help? But it gave us a lot to think about. Thanks for writing in. And lastly, Jay Ellis says, just me or everyone, feel guilty if I try on clothes but don't like them and have to hand back to dressing room clerk. I don't feel guilty about that at all. I'm like, take them. Get them out of here. I know, because I'm I'm a little bit mad. I'm always (laughs) like, I just wasted all my time trying this stuff. I got sweaty for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I only feel guilty if I leave a bunch of clothes in the dressing room for them to have to put away. Yes. Well, I don't feel guilty if I leave them hanging up. I feel guilty if I leave it strewn about yes. which i try not to do mm-hmm. hmm. that's why i just try them on I in the like aisle you're probably <laughs> bored you probably want something to do right <laughs> i had i worked at j crew for three days and the worst part of the job was just having nothing to do so i actually was always grateful when there was a dressing room full of clothes because i'm like perfect i can hide in here and hang up clothes and it won't be you know just as boring as it usually is. Those three days, three long days. Do you feel like you, if you had stayed, <laughs> you would have liked the job or no? I would have liked it for the clothing discount mm-hmm. at the time, uh, but I probably also wouldn't have made very much money because of the clothing discount. And you stopped working there because you got I got hired, hired at Daily, Daily Show. Show. Mm-hmm. Good career choice. <laughs> yes, I agree. Smart, smart. You made the right choice. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. We're done with just me or everyone's. Now we're just talking about me. Um, <laughs> I truly hate clothing shopping and I was thinking maybe I should do an, I'm not going to do this, but I was like, 
maybe if I make myself go into one store every day, I could get over this thing. As opposed to my like twice a year, I step into the mall and I instantly want to leave. I would think that would make you hate it more. Yeah, yeah. it might. I was well because I was thinking because whenever I do it, like I feel this pressure to find something, and I was thinking instead if I tried to approach it, these are very um, first world problems. By the way, I'm well aware of this, but like if I tried to approach it, like no pressure. I'm just looking around to see if anything catches my eye, and just like sort of. But I'm I, I the idea of going into a one store every single day hell no but i just want to know do you guys like shopping and if so what do you like about it because i feel like it's unnatural the level to which i abhor it in fact i remember when i worked at time out new york um we were doing we always did these themed new year's issues and it would the theme was detoxing and so people would choose this vice that they wanted to detox and this one girl felt like she was a shopaholic so her detox was she couldn't shop at all and i was thinking i can't <laughs> imagine that being my like her thing was no matter you know she just felt she felt like herself when she was in a clothing store and trying stuff on and she could not wow. she, she just bought stuff against her own will and i'm Ugh. so not like that yeah yeah i hate shopping but i figured i just figured it was a guy thing yeah, well, I think it more typically is. Yeah. We're especially, just talking about clothes, clothes, right? Yeah. Yes. Just clothes, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I love shopping. I'm not crazy about buying clothes. Yeah, I'm fine with shopping for other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of, I like the end of shopping for clothes. Where you have the clothes? <clears throat> when I get home, I'm like, finally, I have a new shirt or whatever I can throw yeah. on. But the actual act of buying it, I'm not, I'm sort of ambivalent about it. It's, to me, it's just like a thing you have to do and you get it over with and then you go and put the shirt on. Yeah. I think it depends. I don't love having to search really hard in a store. Mm -hmm. So like TJ Maxx and Ross and those kind of places, although you can find a good deal, I like the idea of having to look through every single item is like, oh, it just sounds so boring and slow. And yeah, but I do enjoy shopping with a purpose. And I also enjoy very much buying something on a crazy deal. Mm hmm. So that get, brings me a lot of satisfaction. I have to say that I like shopping at Ross for kind of for the reason that you said, which is if I go there, I'm not like, I got to come here and buy six shirts. For me, I just go there and I just think, I'm just going to see if there's something here. So, yeah, I get so that. the fact that it is such a crapshoot, I like that because then I'm not under any pressure to find anything. I'm just like, right. eh, I'm just looking. And then if I find something, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I get but that. It is, but it is kind of an ordeal. I wonder if this a little bit, sort of like the gas station thing we were talking about, is a suburbs versus city thing. Because in Orange County, I, di- I didn't find it nearly as stressful as I began to feel it was in New York and now in LA. Because it's more of a hassle. I mean, to, to do shopping here, you've got to like go to a parking garage and get a ticket and then do the thing and then mm-hmm. go and fight the crowds and it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I guess. I also think it has to do with how you feel about your body. I mean, like, yeah. that, that's a huge well, part of it for yeah. me. I mean, when you're in amazing shape, then you love shopping for clothes because it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to... I yeah, feel like I, I have like a week great. of really that do. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I miss being small enough <laughs> that I could go hot. You know, the, the clothing racks that are circular, like being able to hide in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. clothing rack. That was fun. That was fun. I like that too. Yeah. yeah. That was good. So. And then there's the allure of online shop. I love online shopping, but how many carts have you abandoned online? I know. (laughs) Not only that, the thing where if it's clothes or shoes, you pretty much know you're probably going to be returning some of the things you got because of the fit. So that's why I feel like you kind of have to do some of that in person. 
Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Shopping. I, I haven't done a lot of shopping until recently. I did shopping in Utah with my mom and it was kind of fun only because I hadn't done it in a long time. And I did go with a purpose. Like I need a dress, I need shoes and I need a jacket. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I get laser focused and then I get really into it. But if I go just to peruse for a while, that lasts about 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm done. This is boring now. Yeah. So, and without, if we don't have a purpose, we're not going. <laughs> well, why would we do that? Come on. Let's get in and get it done. So I don't shop for very long. I go in, it's like, oh, these four shirts will work. Let's do this. In fact, I would say that <laughs> the one of the first times I think that you were like excited, well, Remember the first time we had to go buy jeans for you? Uh-huh. When we were dating? I do. Afterward, he was like, that was the best experience. I thought you were going to make me try on like a million different things, and I was yeah, very understanding. That's true. Yeah, you like, yeah, you slowly let my jeans get skinnier and skinnier. You didn't just like jump me into it. Because I used to wear really baggy jeans. <laughs> like way baggy. Just because I didn't know what I was getting. Like Limp Biscuit baggy? They were just baggy. Not that baggy. but Yeah, they weren't like they were baggy. Yeah, but they were baggy. And, uh, you know, so she would slowly like, hey, you should, you should just try these on. Just, just do it. And then, okay. So yeah. she helped me. Well, I slowly helped Al evolve, but in really short five minute increments <laughs> yes. since we've been dating and got married. See, I enjoy grocery shopping. Oh, yeah. And I find it sort of calming to just roam the aisles i was like, I want to have that attitude towards clothing stores, but I just have the opposite attitude. But. That to me, and this is totally me speaking, is because it, when I try something on and it doesn't fit yeah. or it looks weird, I'm like, this is the worst. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like with food. I love food. Food makes me feel great. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and there's no pressure, you know? So. Right. Like the entire clothes, clothing shopping experience reminds me of being in high school and feeling like I'm not cool enough. Cause Ugh. I just, and I realize so much of this is just in my head, but it's just, especially if I'm feeling insecure, it's just a, a matter of looking around and being like, that'll never work. That's not for me. I could never pull that off. That's just for super skinny people. I could never, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Or like, Oh wow. The styles and trends have changed so much. There's literally nothing I can ever wear, <laughs> which I think is also a fiction, but one that is uh, something I believe. So yeah. Anyway, in the course of this, I've made up my mind. I think I just need to go to South Coast Plaza, which is in Orange County, and just go to. I should yeah. get out of LA. Yes. Yeah, it's only an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> should be easy. Yeah. Well, it took me over half an hour to get to DSW today. You need to find a really, really nice mall that has a couple of maternity store options. Oh, yeah. I should see. I forgot. Maternity is what I need to do right right now. Because what you need is a store that... Because sometimes places will say like, oh, we have a maternity section, but they have like three items. (laughs) So you need to find an actual store that's like dedicated to it, that's nice, and then you'll have a good experience. Right. Mm -hmm. That works for me. Um, And we need to talk about a dog. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutton. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your bed. With poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 That's what you are. That's what you are. Right. Today I want to talk about Mackie. He's a Chihuahua Dachshund mix. He's two years old. He's little, 
So people who write in, like, how come it's only ever big dogs? Mackie is a little dog. He's two years old. He's relaxed. He's submissive. He's friendly. He loves people. He gets along with other dogs. So if you have other dogs, he would do well in a multi-dog household. He's an ultimate lap dog. He'd be a great addition to any family. And he's super cute. He's got one ear that goes up and one ear that goes down. Um, And you can find out more about him by going to shelterme.com slash downy slash Mackie training program. M-A-C-K-I-E training program so shelterme.com slash downy slash mackie training program also there will be a link um on the episode summary and the 23rd is a big nationwide shelter event called clear the shelters um where low-cost adoptions will be available at all i think county wide and county and city shelters and laura london who's the dog trainer who's my friend who recommends the dogs uh, and who works with them at the shelter. She will be at the Downey Shelter um, on Saturday for the Clear the Shelters event. So you could go there and you could meet her. Um, and also, I want to tell you guys that Zimba and Marabella, who I mentioned last week, they have the GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com slash Zimba hyphen Marabella. Um, they need uh, fosters, foster families or adoption families. And they're both sweet, um, cute female pit bulls that need people to step up for them. So go check them out as well. Okay. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. If you would like us to tackle the problems in your life, we are handing out advice, even though we're not professionals. Email us, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com and put advice in the subject line. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? At Daniel Quants on Twitter, Instagram, and um, D Quants on the Snappy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Al? I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. <gasps> Jenna? That was so dramatic. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jenna Kim Jones. And if you haven't already, you can check out our podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. It also features the hashtag Al. And uh, it is available in most places where you can listen to podcasts. But if you need help, just search Jenna Kim Jones on iTunes or visit JennaKimJones.com slash podcast. Hashtag no regrets. (laughs) Greg. Uh, I want to say thank you to this gentleman, Pat Hartman, for sending me this book, Ghost Town, uh, Venice, California Life. It appears to be about Oakwood, and you'll be happy to know, Pat, that I lived at 5th and Broadway and 7th in Indiana for a decade of my life. So I'm excited to read this. Thank you. And where can we find you? At Dong Attack. Okay. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Time, but now we gotta go